discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Welcome to church. Neighbor, you're welcome to church. It's good to see you. Well, today, I have a pleasant surprise for you. How many of you like surprises? Beautiful. Yes, I have a pleasant surprise. So today, we have a wonderful preacher in the church to preach to us. She's a blessed mother of two. He's married to a pastor. Yeah. She's a doctor by profession. A pediatric oncologist in training. Church, let help me welcome my own wife, Lady Reverend Yvonne Otibwate. It's been a while, eh? It's been a very long while. Well, let's just close our eyes. Let's speak in the language of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless your name. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Father, for your presence in our midst. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. on these words.
Spirit, we give you praise and glory. Thank you for your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You can have your seats. We serve a living God, isn't it? So you have to understand that the God that we serve is a great God. You have to understand it. You have to believe it. Because that's the only way that you will have that greatness manifested in your life. So we have a great God. Hallelujah. So this morning, <laughs> I'll be talking about a few things, but I'll be majoring on love. Hallelujah. The Bible says without love, everything that you are doing is rubbish. Hallelujah. So I'm going to explain what love is, okay? Because a lot of people have got love all mixed up. See, social media is teaching all manner of things for love, which is not love, okay? There's an actual definition of what love is and what, as Christians, what we are supposed to be doing, okay? So let's go to our famous scripture on love, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. All right. So I think we can all read together, okay? Okay, one, go. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, so the charity there is love, I am become a sounding brass and tinkling symbol. So let's, let's just hold on there. So a lot of people pride themselves in being able to speak very huge tongues, you know, about, you know, so, so many strange things that people do, <laughs> looking all spiritual and everything, you know, but if you don't have love, it is noise in God's ears. That's what the Bible is saying. It's just noise. So it's very interesting that as a, a shepherd, as a member, you are doing what you are doing. You know, God is... Um, God is faithful. God knows the levels you're on. That's why I'm teaching you this. So that you do the work that you do purposefully, okay? And more effectfully, okay? So that you don't just do it as routine. It's like, okay, they say we should pray before we go. You just go, okay, it's 30 minutes. Okay, I'm done. No, there's a purpose for all those things. And it has to be done with the heart, Okay, yesterday, um, who somebody said something. I think yes, it was Pastor Anthony. He was reading James five sixteen. Was talking about Elijah, isn't it? Okay, let's go there. It's ministered to me in a very powerful way. Okay, James five. Okay, so let's go to. Okay, let me, let's read from there anyway. Let's read from 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. Do you pray for your, your somebody sitting by you? No. You know, because we have come to the point where we are in church and people, a lot of people are saying they don't have friends in church. 
because they don't want their heart to be broken. But you see, you, are <laughs> you, you have to make friends in church. You pray for one another. If, if you have a friend who has an issue, like gossiping or, or stealing or something, you pray for that person. That is what we do as Christians. We don't separate ourselves, protecting our hearts from all heartbreaks. Then you are dead, because the world is full of heartbreaks. Everywhere you go, workplace, you, your heart will be broken. Even in the streets, somebody will just shout, <laughs> will break your heart. It's like, I didn't do anything. Why did he say this to me? Your heart is broken. You are so, it's like, so in the end, you, you just end up in a cocoon. But that's not how we live. The Bible says that pray for your enemies. Pray for those who spitefully despise you. Spitefully. Do you know what spitefully means? They hate you. I, I think we need a dictionary. Can anybody help us? Because right now, every word we say, we have to break it down. Spitefully. Can we get... Okay, so the scripture is up. But I say unto you, this is Jesus. So everything that Jesus says, you have to take it very seriously. Okay? Because the Bible talks about the fact that in the past, the people of old were ministered to by angels. And that one, those who even disobeyed had issues. How much more we, who are being ministered to by Jesus himself? So if you don't listen to Jesus himself, then you are in real trouble. Do you understand? This is in Hebrews. Because in the past, angels are lower than Jesus. And they will appear to Gideon, they will appear to Abraham, they will appear to Jacob, they will appear to, even Peter had some um, manifestations. All these great prophets of old had manifestations of angels. And those ones, when we look at Elijah and all those people, we think they are very powerful. But now we are being ministered to by Jesus. And he's the king of kings and lord of lords. And that's why you don't want to listen. And the Bible tells us that if, if we don't listen, it's like we are, more, we are in more trouble. Because we are being ministered to by the king of kings himself. Do you understand? So whatever he says, do. So let's go back to the Luke um, scripture about loving your enemies. But I say unto you, which here, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Have you heard? Bless them that curse you. That is the power of the gospel. And that is the wisdom of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. It is the word of God that will say this. Man's wisdom will say that, curse the one who curses you. That is man's wisdom. But God's wisdom is telling you that, bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. This is the wisdom of God. And the Bible talks about the wisdom of man being like, what? It's, it's nothing before God. His wisdom is higher than man's wisdom. And if you decide to follow it, you'll be blessed. 
you'll be blessed, not just here, but in the life afterward. So the blessings we get as Christians for doing the word is not for this life only. It is for an other life too. So if you have decided that you are going to be just a canal somebody, hurting people when they hurt you, insulting back, not praying for people who hurt you, just, just doing what you want, how you feel, when you feel it. Well, it's also, you get, you get reap the benefits afterward. And I always tell people that Hitler has died longer than he lived. So that should tell you that eternity after life is longer than the life you lived on this earth. So if you think your life here is long, think again, your life after is longer. Abraham has died longer than he lived. So if you are going to benefit from anything, whatever you have sowed in the afterlife, you are going to enjoy it longer than what you are enjoying now. Think of it like that. So that you do the things that you do as you are supposed to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. It is painful to do it. It is not easy, but in that pain, that is when you do it. It is not when you feel okay. You may never feel okay. You may never feel okay. But in the pain, in the heads, you bless them. You pray for them. Because you'll be surprised that later you realize that that person was going through something really terrible. That person was going through something really terrible. So you, who are a Christian, who is a representative of God on this earth, you have the ability to take that. Because in your praying for them, you are healed by the Spirit of God. In your blessing the person who curses you, you are growing in God. God is being magnified in you. Christ is being magnified in you. Okay? Speaking in tongues is powerful. But if you are speaking only in tongues, without love, because it is love that does these things, then you are noise for God. Do you understand? Now, applying these words, blessing them. The person is cursing you. You are saying, you say what? You die, so you will live. Because you know that, you see, the person who curses you, you curse can't work on you. As a Christian, curse, that is the fact. A curse can't work on you because you are joined with Christ. Okay? Nobody can curse you. The person who is cursing you is cursed, actually. Okay? But the amazing thing is that Jesus is telling us that, bless that person. Because now the, 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 the focus has been removed from us to others. You already have the gift, you have the gold, you have the, you have the inheritance, you have God. That person doesn't. So you bless that person. And if we're doing that, a lot of people will come to God. A lot of people will come to God because they will see God in us. They will see God in us. Okay, so this is amplified. Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. 
implore God's blessing, favor, upon those who abuse you, those who revile you, reproach, disparage, and high-handedly misuse you. Did anyone have a, a definition for the despite? If somebody has it, somebody should just um, explain it in simple language for us. Despite, ex, despiteful, expressing malice or hate. Mm. The person hates you. Continue, please. That's all. That's an, does anyone have any other? Okay, so can you kindly give it to MFF Mami? To deliberately hurt, annoy, or offend someone. To deliberately. So the people who despitefully, so it's a deliberate thing. You know, it wasn't like, oh, it's an accident. The person intentionally did it. Hated you, hurt you. You pray for them. Because that is, you see, that person needs help. That is how you, you, you realize that, no, that person needs help. You pray for them. And if you pray for them, you get a reward in heaven, which you enjoy for thousands of years. Hallelujah. Right, everybody is quiet. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to James. Let's go back to James. All right. Okay, so we'll do that and we'll do the amplifier. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. 18. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So let's go to amplified. I think amplified explains it better. Elijah was a human being with nature, with a nature such as we have, okay? So it's talking to us. So Elijah, that's when you read, it's like, hey, fire, you know, you know, fireman, you know, it's like, hey. You know, anytime you read those scriptures, you think it's like an um, avatar or something like that. You know, it's like, a, it's a fiction of your imagination or some Disney cartoon be like that. No, it's true. So the Bible is telling us that he was a human being with a nature like we have, okay? As such as we have, with feelings. So there were feelings of fear because there was a time that he actually expressed it, okay? Affections and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And, to, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. 18. And he prayed again. And the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Let's go to 19. I'm looking for the effectual fervent prayer of a... That's 16. Okay. Okay. It talks about confessions, blah, blah, that you may be healed and restored. Okay. The earnest heartfelt continued. So this was where my, my attention was caught. The earnest, the heartfelt and continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Heartfelt and continued. How do you pray? How do you pray? 
We do that a lot. Very absent-minded prayers. Most of the time. Absent-minded prayers. Most of the time. That is why you are not seeing a certain kind of result. And you only pray heartfelt prayers when it is your problem. But when it's another person, it's practically a waste of time in your mind. And God doesn't like that. God doesn't like that. When you think of others, you are becoming more like Jesus. When you think of others, you are becoming more like Jesus. It doesn't mean you are always in other people's businesses. That is why you pray for them. The Bible didn't say that go and try and correct them. And No, no. He says what? Pray for them. When we say, every time people gossip, hey, have you heard this? Hey, we'll pray for They never pray for people. Gossips. They're always gossiping. Hey, and we have to, you're lying. When you pray for others, heartfelt, heartfelt to the point of tears, to the point of groanings, speaking in tongues, and then it's not becoming, um, what do you call it? Should I say, when it's multi-syllabic anymore, it has become monosyllabic. Do you understand what I said? <laughs> no, somebody said, hey, that's why I had to stop. <laughs> so when I say multi-syllabic, that means your tongue is... Now, when it comes to a point where you are groaning, it's just, ah, ah, have you heard? So that is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, and that one is by the Spirit, okay? So it becomes heartfelt to a point where you might even cry because of what is coming to you. You see, we are, we are channels through which God affects the earth. Now, if we, ref, we refuse to, be, to flow, God cannot do much on the earth. We, we choose to clog the, the, the channels with our personal needs all the time. God cannot effect the change that he needs to have on this earth. It talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. That is what you do. Others. And then your things get sorted out. You, it's not my things should get sorted out before I think of others. It will never happen. You will never do the work then. You will never think of others. And that is what has resulted in a lot of selfish Christians now. Because... They are always thinking about me, my family, and I. We still, we have, to, we have our problems. Why should I pray for somebody else? Haven't you heard that before? That is a very serious statement. It doesn't make sense in my head. Because if you read the Bible, as a Christian, you are supposed to pray for others. Regardless of your situation. And most of the time, in praying for others, that is when your solution comes. In thinking about others... 
in doing things for others, that is when you are blessed. And so after pastor, if you are not being blessed, check yourself. What are you, are you doing things out of a heartfelt place or out of duty or what? Do you understand? All right. So it makes tremendous power available. When you, 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 you do heartfelt prayers, tremendous, tremendous is huge power available. I need a lighter word for it. It makes tremendous power available. So every single one of us has the ability to generate tremendous power if you would do it heartfelt. Every one of us. That's why he explained that Elijah was just like any of us. When you do things from your heart to God, heartfelt things, always choose to do things from your heart. When you are doing something, you realize it's not from your heart. Stop. Ask God that help me to do this from my heart so that I can get the desired effect. Always. Otherwise, when he comes and he's judging you, you think, oh, okay, I went to UPSA, I went to Legon, I was just, and then the fire comes and it burns it. Everything is here. Everything is gone. It was just a waste of your time. Practically. Because you are not doing it the way of God. You haven't read the Bible to see it how it's supposed to be done. And God is a judge. Okay, as, as, as much as he's a loving father, he's also a judge and he has a standard. He's not going to lower it for you at any point in time. So you are seeing people, you are complaining. Don't complain. Don't complain. You wake up, you thank God for their lives. Seeds are being sown. You, your work is to go and sow the seed. Another person's work is to go and water. Who brings the increase? When you plant a maize plant, are you the one who pulls it out of the seed? No. So what is your problem? Do what you are supposed to do. Do it from your heart. Pray as you are supposed to. Thank God for their lives as you are supposed to. Do it out of, out of your heart. Hey, they will break your heart. That one there. It is, it is a constant. But don't worry about it. It is part of the work. Do you understand? I want you to understand a few things. It is part of the work. You know that the number of people who have broken our hearts, that we are still standing here. Plenty. But we still have to do the work. Because that is our work. You've broken God's heart so many times, but he still loves you. Do you understand? So if somebody breaks your heart, what is your problem? I don't understand. You see, it doesn't make sense. You, you've broken somebody's heart, but you, somebody has broken your heart. You haven't heard some before. Okay. This is almost like a leader's meeting. But everybody is a Christian. Hallelujah. And as a Christian, I'm supposed to do the work of God. Okay. Because we will all go and stand before God, isn't it? Don't say, oh, only pastors will go and stand before God. They didn't say only leaders will go and stand before God. They didn't say only um, shepherds will stand before God. Every single Christian will go and stand before God. Now, when you go and stand before God, what are you going to tell him? This is a reality. This is a reality. Okay? So think about it. If right now, God forbid... I have to go and see my maker. And I get there. And he says, my daughter, my son, what did you do with the life I gave you? What are you going to say? 
that I wanted to hammer. I wanted to make money. I wanted to make. I wanted to make money. What you you will be very you will be surprised that you don't have anything to say. You didn't do one thing for somebody. You didn't help somebody. Now it's like in Ghana. Now everybody is hot, so you have to think about yourself and your family. Now every hey, every place is burning. See everybody. You have to hey. One day I was talking to one other doctor. I said hey, I saw. I don't, I don't give people money. I, have to, I realize that people are wicked. So now I think about me and my family. I said, hey, you are in trouble. And it makes, that is human wisdom. That is human wisdom. But it is foolishness to God. It is foolishness to God. God's wisdom says, give to others, pray for others. I work in a hospital, so I am constantly reminded of end of life. Constantly. So that is my blessing as a doctor. I am constantly reminded of end of life. In recent times, I've, um, I'm rotating through adult oncology. It's another, it's another place altogether. It's when you are with the kids, it's another place. When you get to the adults too, it's another place altogether. Very, very interesting. End of life. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, how do these people feel that in any moment I may go? What has their life been constituted of all these 50 years, all these 70 years? What has it been? You know, I'm just, this is what I'm thinking of. It's very disturbing, like your whole life. And for me, right now, I'm, it's, it's like as if I'm, I'm God, right? Not necessarily like, but this is like an end of life, you know, place. And this is what I am thinking. What has their whole life been about? Making money, taking care of their children, building houses, human wisdom. That's powerful. Now, you see, that, that human wisdom era is about to com complete itself. Now, there's another life after that you are, you are going to account for. What have you done to prepare for that afterlife? I was just sitting there. I said, God, God, we have to do this work. We have to save lives. Because it is important to save lives than to think solely of money. Because in people thinking solely of money, that is why lives are being destroyed. In being selfish and hoarding for me and my family, all these people, it's just they and their family, they and their family, the people you think are thieves. It's just about them and them and them and them and them. There are, there are so many lives that are being destroyed. It's like a ripple effect. So you're in your own small corner, Thinking about yourself, 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 and me, and me, and me, you are also having a ripple effect. Yes. Every single person, as long as the Bible says, all of us will stand before God, that means that you have a responsibility. So don't be quick to bash pastors, please. Don't be quick, because they, they are doing something. What about you? Oh, yes. You have to be very, very careful. 
That's why God said, don't touch my anointed, because for nothing at all, they, they accepted the call. When you were called, what did you do? You told God that, no, I have to, I have to, um, I have to get some money. I have to do this. I have to do this. You, you small, you like this. That if God does this, you are dead. You, you are telling God that me, I have to. Hey, it's very interesting. Your father cried, you can't do that. Your father, your earthly father, you can't do that. Then God Almighty, God is patient. And God is love. And God is merciful. But you see, if you think, oh God, it's all that. And then you take advantage of it. You see, there's a point and there's a time where you account for all your actions. You will account for it. Do you understand? So that is why we preach. The Bible says that in Ecclesiastes, it says that serve the Lord God in your youth. It didn't say at the end of life. Because at the end of life, you can't do much. It says in your youth, serve the Lord God. And you realize that when you are grown, you realize that you have blessed people. You have changed lives. You have taken somebody who was going to die, who wanted to commit suicide, and the person has lived and is also living for God. Somebody who was a prostitute has been turned to God. Somebody who, like you have done so much, things that medicine cannot do, things that psychiatry cannot do. You, small you, God is using you for big, big things. And that is poch and how you have to see it. That you are very important. And as long as you have God inside you, you are, ex you are something else. You are no mean person. Do not receive the grace of God in vain. Hallelujah. I hope you are being blessed. Mm. It's painful. You see end of life. So you think about end of life. Don't preserve your life. Give it out. Give it out. Jesus died at the age of 33. Now that you are going, you are realizing 33 was a very young age. <laughs> When you were smaller, you thought, mm, 33, it's like he was old. Now that you are growing, you realize, mm, 33, he was a very young man. Yeah, we are, now we are older than Jesus. Amazing, eh? What have you done? He had completed his work, and that was it. We have been saved to save others. So now you can't think you are a small boy anymore. Jesus is our standard, okay? David started early, 17 years. Um, he, was, um, he was anointed as a king. Now, who is, who is 17 years here? Raise up your hand. You are 17. You are also 17. Amazing. So at your age, David was given the responsibility of the whole Israel. And he was a man of God. He knew God. He didn't have the Holy Spirit inside him all. Like the way we have now. He, the Holy Spirit comes and goes. But they were constant. What the law, the difficult law was, they tried their best to do it. Now you have Holy Spirit inside you. You are, Holy Spirit, I want iPhone 13. 
Mercy on your head. And when you get it, photographs of mirror, mirror photographs. So that everybody can see the three, three, what is it? Uh, cameras. Ah! It's very serious, though. I said, I was hearing certain things. I said, ah, this is a very serious thing. We have work to do, pal. Like somebody, <laughs> someone, is that what Shepard said? My last 10 CDs, I give it to somebody to come to church and say, What do you want to eat? So, I want fried rice. Say, so, My last 10 CDs, you don't say gobe or kenke or something. You want fried rice, you don't have money. I'm giving you my last 10 CDs. You want, I laughed. <laughs> Apparently now people don't cook in the university anymore. Huh? They order. No, I find it very disturbing because this is a time when times are really hard on your parents. During our time, things were softer. But we will cook. We cook one week. They will be eating it. You people, you say you, you order bolts. People don't cook. Now they, apparently now the boys actually do better with cooking than the, boy, the girls. <laughs> this is a very serious situation. And honestly, believe, look, those social media slay queens that people listen to, their lives are, are zero, please. They are lying to you. Okay. This, look, cooking is not a menial thing for a woman, for goodness sake. If you can't cook for yourself, who should cook for you? It doesn't make any sense. No, do you get it? Learning how to cook is for your own benefit. Now if you are going to spend what? Every day ordering fried rice and boats, bringing it. You don't, in, a, in this time, I really can't think foul, Sofu. It's very, very disturbing for me. Bolts kinky. How much is the kinky? <laughs> then bolts will go and bring it. Oh, oh no, this is a messed up. It's really messed up. I'm sorry. Because when you say cook stew right now, it's a problem. Hey, right now, soft life. I think, what, yesterday I saw, <laughs> I saw somebody start to say, you see, I've heard soft life, soft life, but I mean, I don't understand what it is. So I saw somebody start, I think somebody has written like a poem about the whole soft life thing. That's what? Minimal work, maximum something. Maximum results, I don't work hard, I hardly work. And then, hey, is this the soft life? And people, you know, this is horrible mindset. This is a very terrible mindset. Very terrible mindset. Soft life, you'll be a prostitute. That's the only way. And even that one is not soft. <laughs> Sleeping with men for money is not soft. No, so just imagine. It's a lie. What kind of soft life is that? Where do you, where do you expect to get that kind of life without working hard? Hard work pays, okay? And God is faithful. As a Christian, you are in a, I always say you are at an advantage, 
okay? You have the leading of the Holy Spirit to tell you what not to do and what to do. Do you get it? So you are at a higher advantage than any normal person. We just don't involve the Holy Spirit in our activities because somehow we think he will spoil us. I don't know. I don't know. But that is a lie, actually, from the pit of hell. The devil doesn't want you to succeed. So that's why that lie is there. But in God's mind, he says that the plans that I have taught you, he said, I have good plans towards you, okay? And said, they'll bring you to an expected end. God is a big God. He's a wonderful God. So do you think, he said he came, he what? Um, he said the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. So if you do not commit your life to him in every aspect of your life, you are going to have a place where the thief is stealing, is killing and destroying it. Do you understand? But where you submit to him, he gives you life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Okay, how did we get here? We have really, we have really gone around. Soft life, people. Please, please, I beg. There's nothing like that. What the girl was saying in the poem, it was very interesting for me. I said, hey. She won't die. Some stray. I said, oh my God. We are not saying die, but what you are saying... The prostitute life, it's, it's also not um, soft. So how you get it, only God knows. If you go to Sakawa, it's not soft either. So I don't really know where the soft life is coming from. Do you get it? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about love, eh? So let's go back to our, our, our first... Um, hallelujah. So let's go back. Okay. So we talked about... Speaking in mighty tongues, you know, angel tongues, like, hey, like when you start speaking in tongues, everybody's drawing back, hey, you know, that kind of thing, you know. If without love in your heart, it is noise to God. To men, hey, it's like you are impressing people. But to God, it is a lot of noise. Let's go to verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy, this one, this one. I have the gift of prophecy and understand, <laughs> I'm shaking it, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith, wow, so that I can remove, you don't move the mountains, you remove the mountains. You are serious eh? and have not charity. So this is the interesting thing. You would have thought that People who are like this, a lot of um, would know about love. You would have thought. But you find that a lot of them actually don't have it. Which is very interesting. So it just tells you that, you see, the gift of the Spirit, eh, it is for the church. But if you do not work on yourself to have the love of God, which actually has been shared abroad our hearts, and to work on it, to develop it. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. To develop it. You can prophesy people's panties. People, oh, that's what they do. You are wearing red panties. Come. Oh, oh nowadays it's not there. Oh, it used to be there. Pa. 
you know, you can prophesy, understand all mysteries. All mysteries. All mysteries. Strange, funny things. And all knowledge. You know everything. And all faith. Hey, that's for you. When you say it, the mountain will move from this gate to the other gate. Like you are a spiritual matule. Do you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know? And have not charity. You are nothing. You are nothing. It tells you how important love is. As we go down, it will tell us what it is. So you have to strive for that. Do you understand? At the end, that is what we have to strive for. To love as God has told us to. Otherwise, all that you are doing is zero. All right, three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, amazing. And though I give my body to be bent, amazing. Amazing. Aren't you amazed? There are people who give, they said, if you give all your goods, somebody who gives all their goods is a good person, isn't it? You know, when you look at, hey, this man gave, this is how we judge people in the world. Hey, this man gave um, this to the poor, one million. Hey, he's a good man, no? He's a very good man. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what we will say. That we will say. And somebody's okay, I'm going to give my kidney to somebody. Wow. The person is a very good person. Hey, me, I can't do that all. Hey. Some of my liver, no, no, I can't do that. Okay. He said, and have not charity, have not love. So here, the word love here, charity is love, not charity giving things to people. So because otherwise, the first part doesn't make sense. Do you understand? Because I said, the one, bestow all my goods to the poor. That means giving all my things to the poor, to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be bent and have not charity. So you see, it doesn't make sense. So the charity there is love, okay? It profited me nothing. Okay, four. Now we are going to understand what love is, okay? Charity suffers long. Okay, I like amplified because I think sometimes the KJV can be very heavy. So let's do the amplified because amplified breaks it down further for us. So here you see love, okay? I, I hope you can all see the scriptures. I want us to be looking at the scriptures, okay? Love endures long and is patient and kind. Kind, be kind, be nice. Hey, people are rude, though. Why? Why? What is it? What is Why is your nose up in there? You too, you are winning. It's very, it's very interesting. Oh. I don't understand. People are mean, rude. It's like, ah, what is it? What, what is it? You too, you too, you are, use this. <laughs> it's very disturbing sometimes. So just, you, you shouldn't get puffed up, okay? Whatever accomplishments. Even Einstein is dead. Okay, yeah. So humble yourself. 
Mobutu Sesesek Cry is dead. Even Rawlings has died. Yes, so you have to, you, you have to humble yourself. When Rollins died, my uncle said, hey, so Rollins could die. Sorry, I didn't laugh. <laughs> it was very interesting in my house. Hey, so Rollins can die, like, hey. So I was like, how I said, like, it's as if it could never happen. But, it, you know, just, that's, that just tells you that human beings are human beings. No matter who they are, you are a human being, whether you like it or not. Okay. You are not an Avenger. Those things are all fantasies. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious or boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. Please. I need dictionaries. So somebody should look at vainglorious, somebody should look at haughtily for me. I think boastful there, we will all get it. Anyway, so love endures long. You are patient and you are kind, okay? People do, so you see, what happens with love? You know, when you, you say that, oh, I want to, exp um, I want to show forth the love of God, eh? you experience a lot of people bashing you, hurting you, that's how it comes. Okay, for that fruit of the spirit to show up, okay, it, you, it has to, it goes through a lot of fire. So you people, people who you, you did all your, oh, so what did you do? What, this thing, what is it? I don't, it doesn't matter. You did it for God. Okay, you did it for God. You didn't do it for man. The, in fact, what the Bible says is that when you do good, eh, and people do good back to you, you have received your reward. So if you do go to somebody, eh, the person is paying you back in hate and, ah, oh, goodness, you are building mansions. It's like, oh, I give God, I'll do more, I will do more. You get it? I'll do more good because that means that um, now it is God who is responding. It is God who is, um, God's reward is, is now being activated. So you, somebody stops you and says, oh, please, can you show me the way? And then you show the person the way. Oh, God bless you, please. God bless you, me. I don't need it for anything. Five CDs. That is all. That is all. You have received your reward. It's finished. I'm just saying this to address something. A certain deception that the devil is, has put into our system, which is causing a lot of problems. Okay, that now in Ghana, if you don't steal, you can't make it. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. So we have both believers and unbelievers stealing and somehow hoping things to be better. I'm not really sure how, you know, that equation works. But you are doing the wrong thing and expecting things to get better. I don't really get it. Okay. And I realized it's a lie because, you know, when these things happen, I, I, I think to myself that, hey, so God, if I go and work in this place and somebody comes and, you know, I'm doing the work and somebody gives me an envelope of, you know, some money, how will I, how will I react? So this is how I think with God. This is how I, 
you know, I muse, and this is how I, I talk to the Holy Spirit. So I, I look at it, and then I see that, hey, the temptation is great. It's a very great temptation. And then I, 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 I tell the Holy Spirit that I may not be able to resist. And I, I talk to him, and then he assures me that you can, you, you, you have to understand that I am your all. I am the one who supplies you. So it's not somebody's money that is going to make you. Because what happens is that when you jump that line, you keep going and never stops. That's the sad thing about mammon. Okay? But then when you realize that God is the one who supplies my need according to his riches and glory. So now that is why as a Christian, you should, you should believe the word of God and not just be a hearer only or do it without understanding or do it mechanically because you will lose out. So somebody will say, hey, and we, we are not taking money and we are getting poor and our children. No, because you have not come to realize that God is your source. No, you haven't come to realize that. He supplies my need according to his riches and glory, which is higher than the economy of America. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we are seeing a young generation who is going for an interview at immigration and saying, why am I going for this interview? And he says, because I want to be a millionaire. Immigration. <laughs> we are in trouble. <laughs> at the borders. Did you ever see that video? It was a very serious situation. Why do you want to... Do be an immigration officer because I want to be a millionaire. Now, this speaks volumes. This is a young man. Now, he was stupid enough to say it on TV. Now, there are others who have it in their head. That's, hey, Sikano, yes, you're a bit dibby. Fine case. As you chop it, the dollar is going up. The money is becoming baller. Did you get it? So we are all contributing. Have you realized it? So you can't do the wrong thing and expect the right thing to happen. Now I'm talking to us like this because we are the next generation of leaders. We are the next generation, okay, who are coming up. Meditate on it so much. Ask God, Lord, open my eyes to understand that you are my source. You are my source. You are my source. You supply my need. Look, meditation is important. When it hits your spirit like this, just like Abraham, wherever you go, you are a blessing. You, blessings just come. Somebody says, oh, I just wanted to. Um, you've not done anything. Oh, I'll do it. Like, what is happening? Uh -huh. It's very interesting. You don't, it's like you are just blessed because you have come to understand that God is my source. You don't have to follow the way of the world. This, oh, I was listening to Bishop Dag, and the sermon blessed me so much. I said that, look, when you look at God's wisdom it, in, man, in man's head, it doesn't make sense. How can I say give and it will come back to me? Who, who will give it back to me? No, do you get it? You know, this is, this is meditation. But then you come to a point where you realize that because God has said it, that is why it is. Not because it makes sense. 
not because it makes sense, but because God, the creator of the whole universe, is the one who has said it. Therefore, because I believe that God, the God that I serve, is the God of all creation, is the God God, then it will come to pass. That is faith. That is faith. And that is how you please God. Because the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So check yourself. Check yourself. Do you, are you having faith? You see, I don't know, sometimes I have a distorted way of what faith is. Faith is just simply believing that as long as God has said it, then it is settled. That is what God is saying that I should do this. I'm going to do it. Your small mind cannot understand. I've taken it. Hallelujah. So that was just by the way. All right, let's go back to our text. It's not envious. So when you feel envy, check it. Take, you know, realize that, no, I'm going off. You know, it's not right. The love of God, I love people. I'm not envious. So you begin to confess this for yourself, okay? Because sometimes it happens, okay? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Sometimes it happens. So you just, you know, confess it to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to just take control. You, you confess these words over yourself, and then they begin to show forth. That is the place of confession, okay? It's not boastful. It's not, okay, let's go to five. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, you see. Love is not rude and mannerly. Does not act unbecomingly. Says a whole cell, you know, who you who feel what bedroom. So I say, aha, love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights. Hey, I know my right generation. My goodness. Hey. It is bad, though. Or its own way. It's my way or nobody's way. No, and, and that's what is it's killing so many things. It doesn't make sense. So, you see, if we, are, if we decide to be Christians, eh, the way progress will come everywhere. I didn't get it, so nobody will get it. And that's what ha happening is happening in the ministries. And it's like so many self-conceited people. It doesn't make sense. You know, it destroys a lot. But you as a Christian, all things work together for your good. As a Christian, nobody can destroy you. So when people do these things to you, you for you, it's working together for your good. It's like you are always at an advantage no matter what is happening in life, Okay. As long as you are being a Christian, not misbehaving and saying that it doesn't work. Okay. okay. Uh, just get it straight. God's love in us does not insist on its own right or its own way, for it is not self seeking. Me, 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 me. Hey, nowadays the, the whole selfie thing has become a something. It is terrible. Everything is about me. Uh, the soft life thing. It is not touchy or fretful. Hey, as for me, as for me, take that language out of your dictionary. As for me, what about you? What about you? Do you understand? Powerful. 
or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Hey! It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Amazing! Hey! This is powerful, though. No, it takes, it doesn't pay attention. Somebody has done wrong to say, hey, I'm going forward. I'm going, that is, that is the victorious life. It's, the victorious life is not that nothing bad will happen to you. You are just chilling, you know, you are just having fun. That is not the victorious life. The victorious life is that somebody does wrong to, hey, I'm blessed. I'm going forward. You know, I'm victorious. But Jesus said something, said as, as long as you are in this world, as long as you are in this world, you will suffer persecution. You will, look, it is a sure banker. As long as you are in this fallen world, something will come at you. But he says, cheer up, I have overcome the world. So when something bad happens, it's not as if you are the only one that something bad has happened. No, 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 no. Cheer up. Our God and our Lord has overcome the world. So you are victorious. You are victorious in all things. Okay? These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So nobody can put you down. Nobody can put you down. Because the one you have is bigger than anything in the world. The one you have, look, so just look in the Bible. As you look in it and think on it, and as you think on it, things begin to link. Things around you begin to link. You begin to see things very differently. And subsequently, you begin to react to things differently. And then you will have a different output. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 13 again. So don't pay attention to a suffered wrong. Forgive immediately. Forgive immediately. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools in the world. The devil has really lied to human beings that as you hold on to the wrong, somehow you are hurting the person. But the person doesn't even know that you have something against the person. So how does that hurt the person? Life is not a Nigerian movie. By now, you should know that already. Do you get it? <laughs> Life is not a Nigerian movie. Because when you don't forgive, then the devil has you. Because the other way to say this scripture is that, so this is God talking, right? Now this is the devil talking. Pay attention to a suffered wrong. This is the devil talking. Pay, so let's, let's listen to the devil's version. Do you want to hear the devil's version of this scripture? He said that be conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Be rude and make yourself dirty. <laughs> Insist on your own rights and on your own way and be self-seeking. Be touchy and fretful and resentful and take into account the evil done to you. Pay attention to all suffered wrong. This is the devil's version. So which one are you believing? The devil's version 
or God's version. So every time you read the Bible, and God is telling you to do something, you are, you are arguing with the Holy Spirit. Remember that as you are arguing with the Holy Spirit, you are doing the devil's own for him. Nice and nice. So God is saying that pray for them that hurt you. Pray for, then the devil is saying that don't pray for them. Don't pray for them. Curse those who curse you. Have you seen? Have you seen how it is? Read the scriptures like that. It will help you. You see whose path you are following. Whether it is God or it is the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to six. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Okay, I hope you got that. It's quite simple. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Let's go to eight. So that is not to say that you are in a stupid relationship and you are doing this thing. Please get out. Any relationship that the person wants to sleep with you, is beating you, please. Say, get out. This is not worth it. That is not what I'm talking about. Yes, because the devil can... No, yeah, people can be lied into. It's like your boyfriend, girlfriend, your boyfriend is between putting into your gutter. So God, God says, love endures. Don't be stupid. That's not what we are talking about, please. That don't be stupid. Huh? No. That's when you go and meet Jesus up there. We'll beat you and you see. Love never fails. Love never fades. Okay. Never fades out or becomes obsolete. Or comes to an end. Alright, so I think that's where it ends. So, amazing. This is the only scripture God gave to me this morning. As I was, and he had a lot to say, didn't he? Yes, he did. So I just want you to go back. Go and meditate on this scripture. You can read the devil's version and God's version, you know. And see where, whose own you have been, you know. You have been listening to. And then set your, your, your record straight. Hallelujah. So I've come to the end of my sermon. God bless you. Just, just be on your feet. Just thank God for a wonderful, wonderful sermon. He's blessed us. He has blessed me. Me that I'm reading the scriptures, I'm being blessed. Just thank God and bless the name of the Lord for his word that has come to us. Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. We are grateful. Father, thank you so much. Give you praise and glory. Just speak in the language of the Spirit. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his word. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we are going to be doers of this word, Father. We are going to be doers. We are going to meditate on these words. They are going to show up on our lives. We are going to be examples for people to follow. We are going to do this with all our hearts. Because we know that we have been called for such a time as this to be examples to our generation, to save souls for you, Lord, to be saviors of men. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. 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 and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.